Matt, I think your mic's off. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I was on a conference today for a long time with my microphone off. So, all right. So, first class of 2021. Now, I know it's not the Jewish New Year, but in Judaism, we say anything that's okay that could possibly uh, get people more motivated, that will get you a little more positive, then uh, that makes it that makes it a good thing. So here we go. Way number 12. Way number 12 means we're a, uh, about to be a quarter of the way to being wise. Sounds pretty cool. Um, but the thing is really actually 50. So got two more weeks. So tonight's way is the Pilpul HaTalmidim. Pilpul HaTalmidim. So literally the word Pilpul HaTalmidim means... Pilpul is an interesting word. A pilpul actually, in Hebrew, in modern Hebrew, when you say that, you refer to a pepper. But um, when we refer to pilpul, certainly in the context of a Mishnah, it refers to question and answer, a dialogue. So pilpul ha-talmida means the 12th way of for a person to acquire wisdom is through the exchange of question and answers with the students. So first thing that comes to mind, I know uh, maybe two people on here are teachers, but um, uh, for most of us, we don't picture, we don't uh, view ourselves as teachers. So how are we gonna get a quarter to, a quarter of the way to being wise if, uh, if we don't have students? Are we, are we, are we out of luck? So that's where we're going to spend the time today. And understand, because obviously these ways are not uh, specific to any, they're not more for men or more for a woman or more for older or younger, whatever it might be, these apply to everybody. So it has to be fully applicable to each of us. So we're going to jump into that tonight. The basic idea is, I think we, we can understand that when you have a give and take, um, you're going to understand something better. But we kind of already discussed that already. We discussed the idea of having a give and take. Here specifically in the dynamic where there's a teacher and a student. We all are teachers sometimes, we all are students sometimes. So let's take a classic example. I know this happens to me every day. So I see one of my kids doing something which um, as a parent, maybe I have to nudge them about not doing it. Do your homework, clean up, you know, um, whatever it might be. Go to sleep, wake up, you know, 10,000 things it could be. So if, if I want to, like, break it down to its smallest uh, denominator, it would be I'm trying to teach them something, hopefully, right? Hopefully it's not just a reactive from my emotions, right? And um, we all have things wherever our work is or we all have things that we want to communicate to other people. And hopefully what we're trying to do is to teach them something. Now, often what happens is the person who we're talking to doesn't perceive it uh, in the best way. And often it's because they perceive it as a nudge, not as, a, as something that's being taught. So we're gonna focus on tonight is how do we 
learn how to teach someone something uh, in a way that it makes us and them wiser. It says in um, Pirkei Avos, in a different place, it says that a person, uh, just to quote the English, I learned a lot from my teachers, I learned even more from my colleagues, but most of all, I've learned from my students. Simply, I know this as, a, as a, I have given many classes, um, and until you share an idea, now it doesn't have to be in a formal class, until you share an idea, it's in a certain sense you haven't fully actualized it. It's like a, it's a, it's a hazy thought in your imagination maybe, it, when you transmit it, it to, to someone else, it makes it real, and you've taken it from the potential into the reality. And when you've reached the other person, not just taught something, but you've taught it and that the other person now has gotten it, then that actually, it's gone full circle, that, that you know you really, really know it. So we're going to take the premise here that in there's no question when you teach something to the degree that the other person now knows it, another person, not only do they know it, they value it, so they appreciate the fact that you're telling it to them, that that is a way to get wise. Okay? So that's the, that's the uh, premise of uh, this class. Um, the more things that we can find ways to have to force ourselves to do that, um, the more wise we, we will be. So how does one, a thing like this, is that I remember, I'll tell you a story. I think I must have been 18, and I took a job to teach. It was, it was after my first year in Providence, and I got a job in a, in a summer camp uh, in the Pocono Mountains. And my job was to teach the, these, uh, I think it was 11 and 12-year-old boys in the morning for an hour and a half, really probably not in consonance with any of uh, good teaching practices. It was outside. They were like all squished around the picnic table, waiting to go to sports, really tons of distractions. And I had no training at all. I was a yeshiva guy. I was a college student. I never I didn't have any training. So because it was kind of, uh, they, they, you know, they, they were they were they were feeding me to the wolves. So my father was my father is a, a uh, master teacher. I mean, incredible. I, I always knew he was, and I never really, I remember till that day, I never really understood why he was such a master. Everyone always told your father is such a good teacher. So my father would happen to be visiting me that day, and he said, "Do you mind if I sit in? And if you want." If you want, you know, he had, I was a teenager, so he was very nice about it. He said, if you want, I'll sit in and I can, afterwards, I can, I can give you some, some, uh, some, uh, some tips. I said, sure, why not? So I'm sitting there and I have no control of these kids. No control. I can barely get a word out. My father, the last minute, he says, do you mind if I just be like a special uh, a guest speaker for, for a minute? And... I remember my father had them completely, you know, wrapped at attention, and I was just blown away. And I was like, how am I going to do that? How am I ever going to do that? So the Torah says the first thing you have to realize, if something is one of the 48 ways to wit wisdom, anyone can do it. 
It's not does it's not a some people may, may be more natural at it, but it's something that it's a learned thing. It's not it's not it's not just it's not just an a, a natural thing, but it does take practice. It will take practice. So if one has found that they ha- aren't able to do this, they can they can realize it's like everything else. All the probably thousands of things that a person in their life when they first started didn't realize. When you first try a bike, when you first drive a car, the first time you drive a car, you can't imagine you know parallel parking or for or merging onto a highway. It's like so far and you know switching lanes. So being able to teach is something that we all can do it, but we have to do it. It's something you have to engage in, and it's something that a person will make mistakes. And we're going to talk about many opportunities that we have to teach all, all the time. So the idea is to try to take any opportunity that you can to teach. I'll give you an example. I, I thinking back, you know, let's say I came from a, sem, uh, a, uh, a very valuable class or a very valuable seminar. And someone asks you, oh, how was it? Or what'd you learn? So I'm sure I've, after many, many events, I've probably said, oh, it was great. Learned a lot. I just lost the teaching opportunity. If I wanted to, I could have said, hey, one second. And I could have thought of an idea, a very short idea without being preached or anything, and just crystallized an idea and, and shared it and made it more real for myself. And this happens all the time. So you don't have to be a teacher in a classroom. You don't have to be a rabbi or, or a Rebbitzin or, or a consultant. We all have opportunities, as long as we somehow interact with other people, uh, to crystallize information for ourselves. So that's the first thing. It's gonna take time. You gotta put it into it and anyone can do it. The second thing we have to do is we have to ask ourselves why we don't teach things more? Why don't we speak out things that we know? Let's, take, let's substitute the word teach for share information that we know with other people. We have friends, we have family, you know, we have Shabbos meals every week. And, you know, we have time that we spend with people, friends, family, and often, you know, in, you know, in the Sefer Chavetz Chaim, it talks about the best way to not gossip about other people is to have productive things to talk about. So we all have a lot of information in our head. So we have lots of opportunities. But so what's the reasons why we don't? Why, why don't we share? We all think we're brilliant. We are. are, are we're all, we're all uh, very smart in our own ways. We have lots of information. So the first reason why often we don't uh, share things is because we feel in our heads like who am I who am I who am I to, to, to share a, a Torah idea to share a, a wise idea to share a character development idea I'm not a rabbi I'm not a I'm not a teacher I'm not a Revitson whoever um, I don't have a degree in this well what if to ask yourself why why is that even a question? Well, the reason why it's a question is because you're assuming, and as a rabbi, this is something I have to, have to think about a lot, 
we're assuming that we're preaching. If I'm in fact preaching, I really better be an expert. I really better do a good job. I really better know what I'm talking about. But if I'm teaching, then I'm just sharing information. I don't have to be an expert. I don't have to know be have to know it perfectly. I'm just sharing information which may be useful to someone else and and will help me understand to crystallize what I already know. So preaching would be that I'm telling you, you have to accept what I'm saying. You must obey what I'm saying. I'm trying to either, either um, uh, to, to be uh, charismatic towards you, inspiring towards you, uh, coercing you. But when I'm teaching, um, I'm trying to enable you to understand something. I'm trying to show you something. And, um, you know, if I have an understanding of something, that means you're qualified. Whereas if you have something in your head, you have an idea, you know, however fuzzy it might be, so that means you're qualified. But the reason you, but you're not qualified if you're preaching. To te- anyone can teach, but obviously you have to say, you have to be clear about what you say. You could say, you know, I'm not exactly sure. And you hear a lot of times, actually very educated people. It's, this is the way of, of the Torah. You always talk in a humble way. You know, I'm not clear if this is exactly what it is, but this is my understanding of it. Anyone could do that. Right? So that's, uh, I would say, negative perception number one. Um, number three. Now, this is, this, is, this, is, this is where you see how this can really turn you into a, a wise, developed person. We have to want to do it. You know, often you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm fine. It's okay. I, I, I don't want to do this. I, I, can't, I know I know this. Well, if you look in, 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 in the Torah, the Torah says it's actually not, to some degree, it's not a choice. It's one of the most basic, if you think about it, it's one of the most basic moral obligations that we have. Let's say there's someone out there who knows the cure to COVID. They know it. They found, I don't know how they know it. They spoke to God. God told them in a dream. I don't know. They've done some tremendous research. They would be a horrible person if they wouldn't share that. If someone had a cure to cancer, they would be a horrible person if they wouldn't share it. The concept of if I have information that can benefit someone else or might benefit someone else, it's, 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 it's a crime. I think we all understand that. With certain things we understand, now we keep moving more and more. You're like, at what point is it not a crime? Okay, we get if it's going to save someone's life, but how about if it's going to make someone's quality of life that, that, that much better? Well, the worst disease, and we've mentioned this a number of times, and Noah Weinberg said this all the time, the worst disease is ignorance. Ignorance is responsible for probably most wars. People weren't fully educated. It's responsible for probably every single suicide, right? Ignorance. 
it's responsible for marital marital discord and family feuds and and and, and children being mis uh, parents not, not knowing how to parent teachers not knowing how to teach friends not knowing how to be employers not knowing how to manage I mean you just go through everything in life um, ign ignorance is the answer to like almost everything education uh, solves almost all problems so if we have some information that could help someone now you don't have to go to the extreme and say you're going to save someone's life you're going to totally solve something but if I have something, right, if I have something that could make your life uh, that much better in any way, physical, spiritual, emotional, uh, it's actually one of the cardinal Jewish commandments. What do we say in the Shema? Shema talks all about the one little paragraph at the beginning. It's like the Jewish national anthem. It talks about teaching numerous times in there. It says... When you teach, you, you should study to teach. And then it says you should teach your children. It's, it, 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 this is like part and so you can't live and let, you can't live and let live. So we have to cultivate in ourselves a desire to teach besides the fact that it's helpful for us. Now, once you have that desire to teach, so you may say, well, okay, I, I, I wanna teach. What, what should I teach? What should I teach? So you, you, it's actually pretty simple. Pice it down for five minutes. Sit down for five minutes. Next time you're waiting in line or wherever you are, you can make a list of things that you know. And it could be all types of things. Things that you know that will be helpful for someone else. Certainly, I would say in the Torah, wisdom realm, but even things not in the Torah wisdom realm, just information that you have that could really help someone else. You see someone is not happy and you have a, a hack on how to get happier, which is what Torah is all about. Judaism is all about it. Judaism, the entire Judaism is predicated on that, that this life is a life that is, is the, the purpose of being alive is to have pleasure. And the, and the greatest pleasure is, uh, on uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy is a uh, person has has meaning. Let's say you you were uh, your car broke down, and you walked by someone and you know exactly how to fix it and you have the time. And you just don't help them. You probably say it's a very not nice thing to do. So we we have things that we can teach. And um, and want to cultivate that desire. Now, so why don't we do this more often? Why don't we do this more often? You know, with my kids, there's things that it's amazing. You know, with kids or close family or very close friends, whatever people you have in your life, with someone who we really care about, we find ways to quote unquote teach. To, to, to make sure they have the information that, that they need. When we care about something, we figure out a way. We don't just say, well, you know, I'm not sure how the person's going to take it. It's none of my business. If it's someone who you really care about, then, then, then you find a way. 
you if you don't know how to teach, you learn how to teach. And if in general you're a person who cares and you want to be able to communicate to people, well, it's something you learn about all the time. How how can I how can I find ways that I could share the information I have because I care about all people. I don't just care about I don't just react. even the people that I that I care about often so many times and it's true. The Torah says you should not say something if it's not going to be well but not going to be well received. Well, often the reason why it's not well received is because we haven't put in time to find a way. And that I just actually, I, I had this, um, you know, I'm an outreach rabbi. So a friend of mine said, you know, I have a cousin. He has no connection to Judaism. I always kind of, um, you know, want to share the beauty of Judaism with him, but I'm nervous how it will be received. And I said, why are you so nervous? He said, well, because I don't have much interaction with him. So I feel like if the only thing I say to him is about Judaism, he'll take it the wrong way. I said, you're absolutely right. You should not. But if you cared enough to tell him the information, you would have, you would position yourself. You would have a relationship with him. So then you'll be, your Judaism could be there in the context of that, of that relationship. So as long as very close to him, I said, clearly you don't care that much. Because if you care enough, then you would position yourself. And that, I know that's the way fundraising works, right? Fundraising works with major donors. You, you get close, and then you can ask, right? Now, you don't get close. You won't be able to ask. Okay, let, let's, move, let's move, 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 move along here. Um, so how do you know? So, you, so, you, so you're sold. You care. You want to say it. You see the value in doing it. You see how it's good for you, it's good for them. So how do you decide what information you have would be something, a good place to start, a good thing to share? You know, you don't, we don't want people just pontificating brainlessly. That's not going to be a good way for information, the information highway, right? So when you have things, something that you know clearly, like it's clear to you. It's not that's something. Share it. You see someone, let's say from a sports analogy, right? You see someone going up to bat on the other team. And they're holding the fat part in their hands. And the handle is up like that. And you see them about to go up. So it's clear to you that you have information to share with them. Oh, so, you know, by the way, I hope you don't take don't take don't, don't take this the wrong way. You might want to try turning the bat the other way. You might hit the ball further, right? That information is clear to you, right? So we all have information, like, you know, in, in different areas. Everyone has different things that they've thought about more or learned about more. That's something that, uh, not saying you have to have that clarity before you, you do it, but at least, see, part of clarity, and this is something that, that, that we learn a lot in, um, in studying Torah, is that a lot of clarity doesn't mean I know everything. It means to know you have clarity on what you know and what you don't know. Someone asks me a Jewish law question. Actually, I'm sorry. When you go for the for the Jewish law tests, a lot of what they're trying to see, you can't possibly they can't possibly test you on all the information. It's virtually impossible. There's so much information. A lot of what they want to see is a. Do you know how to research? 
Do you have a basic knowledge? And do and are you have you honed yourself enough to be sensitive to know what you know and what you don't know? Do you know enough to know that? So clarity often can be, oh, I can share with you something. And so you know, and, and you could say, you know, I'm not sure about this point, but you know, so I have two ways of possibly understanding that, but here's this part I am clear about. So clarity does not mean expertise. Clarity means just to know what you know. Another uh, two misconceptions people have while they don't want to share ideas is because, and I kind of hit on this already. Um, actually, I really did. I didn't do it on purpose, but but um, a person feels that 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 they're not ready. Well, you're never going to be ready because you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to know something absolutely perfect. You, you can sometimes prepare something. But if you don't have anything, we all have something, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Probably the biggest um, hesitance we have, and I have this, is that the other person doesn't want to hear what I have to say. That's, I mean, I think that's not, this is the big one, right? I think a lot of us are in the first part, part also. We, we don't believe in ourselves enough. But, um, so how do you deal with that? Well, the thing is like this. Most people are interested in learning. People have a natural curiosity. People want to learn and they actually appreciate when someone shares information for them. So we kind of kind of said this, this already, but this is the answer to that question. If you ask yourself, huh, they don't want, they don't want to hear this. Well, if you if they feel like you care and they feel like you're trying to share information and you're not judging them, then they will want to hear. My experience is I would tell you is I don't want to say it's a hundred percent success between my Israel trips, this and that. I find people are most of the time are happy to hear if they don't feel judged, they don't feel pressured. And um, they actually feel like you like them and you have your, their best interest in mind. Um, again, we're not preaching. We're not giving criticism. That's a different discussion. We're talking about sharing information. I found sharing information, even information I know people feel strongly that they'll disagree about. Like you can, you can actually talk about very sensitive topics. If all you're doing and that all you're doing is sharing information. If I share with a group of people who don't keep Shabbat and I just share information in the Torah that discusses a particular law of Shabbat, as long as I'm not coming in and saying, oh, if you don't do this X, I'm just sharing the information from God or from the rabbis. That's just information. And people... The, Judaism is not into, into uh, inspiring or being charismatic, and that's the way someone's going to choose to do something. Everyone has perfect free will, and all I'm doing is sharing information with you that now you need to use your free will and your intelligence to decide what makes sense for you right now. And if, most people will not, not recoil from that. In fact, no, almost no one will. So again, 
we're teaching, we're not inspiring, we're not reciting, we're not trying to incite emotion. And so if we're saying something in a way that a person will listen, and we're saying it in a way that they'll actually be interested, they'll pay attention, and we're not trying to brainwash, and we're actually putting something that actually could be helpful, it could be put into use in, 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 in someone's life, you know what happens? People start asking questions. That's why in a good, really good talk or a good conversation, people will ask questions back. Oh, that's interesting. So do you mean this? Do you mean that? Oh, so that does, does that mean this, right? It's the challenge of Zoom, uh, Zoom uh, discussions because they kind of hard to run a discussion. I do much better when you have everyone's around a table and you kind of can haven't really found that working so well on Zoom, so I appreciate you guys on. Um, okay. So you're sold. There's two, now we have to figure, find the opportunities. Well, one is we can think ahead. Think if we know we're going to be in the car with someone, we know we're going to have a Shabbat, and so we know we're going to be on a plane. You can have plan that you have things that you love to share with people that, that, that would be helpful for them. Think about them ahead of time. If you can't think of one, make opportunities. You could, you can, uh, the, one of the great ways that you can make opportunities is if you share a problem with someone. Noach Weinberg was a master at this. He would share a problem, share a question. And then it's, because a lot of people, they know they, when you start telling information, like, but almost all people want, 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 or like to hear their opinion. Their opinion is, and you have to really mean it. You have to really realize that everyone's perspective, everyone offers some sort of, of, of perspective and they can be helpful in the process. Like we said, take inventory of what you know. You'd be surprised if you think about because everyone knows a lot. Be surprised what you know. You know a lot of things. You want to get organized in what you know. This takes a little more work. You organize, you know, uh, you know, really good speakers. They put a lot of time into into. You don't you don't have to do that, but they put a lot of time into into ideas and which ideas and so. I know myself over the years, I've developed certain like five or six conversations. You can just like, you know, you have time on a bus in Israel. You got two hours in the bus from the north down to Jerusalem. Everyone's kind of like quiet. You can, you know, it's something I know you can just go to. Um, the It says that before Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people, I don't know what this means, but this is what the Medrash says. Again, that's what I'm talking about. I don't have to know it, but I can share it with you. It says that Hashem, God, reviewed the Torah four times before he gave it to Moshe. Now, God doesn't have to review. He doesn't forget. But the concept he was teaching that before you share something, yes, I'm saying you don't have to know it perfect. And you know, But at the same time, the more the better you know it, um, the more you'll be able to uh, to communicate. So review it. If you know you're going to be sharing something with someone, go over it. And now maybe the most important thing is that there's a famous uh, a statement from our in, from the rabbis. Things that come out that emanate from the heart, 
will go into the heart. If you really care about someone, it'll go well. People, people like it. People will, will, will appreciate it. Definitely don't yell at people or don't yell at people. Don't argue with people. And the more you clarify what you're trying to communicate, then you can say, ah, hmm. People don't even know what they're trying to say. Like you have this fuzzy idea of what you want to say, right? What is it I want to say? And once you know, as soon as you know what you want to say, then you can figure, ah, well, how am I going to do that? Example, let's say you have, I think siblings is great because we see these, you know, sometimes kids, they're better at this than us. So one kid goes in the other kid's room. Older kid doesn't want younger kid in the room. Older kid says, get out, <laughs> right? He wants to communicate to get out, right? So, so what, what might a different kid do? Another kid might just start punching, hit, slam the door, right? All the kid really wanted to say was, I don't want you to come in, right? So when we want to share something, we have to ask ourselves, what is it exactly I'm trying to share? And if I know what I'm trying to share, then I can figure out how I'm going to share that with you. Am I going to share with you through a story? Am I going to share it with you based on a text? Am I going to have a conversation with you about it? Am I going to be direct and going to come in through the back door? So just to quickly go back through, why are we doing this? Why is this so important? Because if you can't teach something, that means you don't really understand it. You know, your teacher will call on you. Who knows this? And everyone raises their hand. And then you get called on, you start fishing. You can't really say it, right? Um, when you when you articulate something and you teach it this to someone else, it becomes more vivid. It stays with you. It will stay with you longer. And really, if you have self-respect and you have information that could help other, other people, you will share it. You feel that obligation to help other people. Sometimes we're actually frustrated. Like, I have information. I want to help people. Well, if you care enough, you try to find a way, and, and, you'll, and you'll find a way. Like we said, we gain the most from our students. And when, we, when we're forced to share something with someone, it, our creative juices start flowing. We grow from it. We're more strong. When you see something, so when you see a problem, you can like you you can suffer with it, or you can straighten it out. That's what teaching teaching is. You're you're straightening out a, a situation. Doesn't mean you're better than. You're not condescending. Just sharing. Solve. We're straightening out. We're solving. So, I could tell you. Um, I've been, uh, well, kind of closed with this. I've been privileged over the years to really have some master, master teachers that um, I was able to study from. And I would say the, of everything we've said tonight, um, you know, I've had teachers who were good orders, very clear, some funny, some, you know, blow, you know, blow you away with their intelligence. But the common denominator is no question of all the effective teachers I've had and all the effective friends that I've had and all the effective 
family members I've had that have shared information with me, I think we all probably would, would corroborate with this, is when we feel the other person cares, we want to hear what they have to say. We want to hear them say, if the other person cares and they're not humble, if we're humble and we care, and then, then we'll, uh, we'll find ways to share with people and we'll become very wise in the process. Have a great week. Uh, yeah. Do you mind if I ask a question? Yeah, I was going to say. It's <laughs> about, about asking questions, so you definitely can ask a question. Yeah, okay, cool. So, you know, when thinking about, um, you know, in medicine, when I'm talking to other physicians, um, I mean, I think it, it seems like the questions and what we talk about are, are much different than what I would talk to people who are not scholars in that regard. Um, but like, if I'm teaching a student, like a medical student or a pre-med student, like I'm going to teach them in a very different way than somebody who uh, comes to me and asks me about health information, for instance. And I think what I've noticed from my own experience is that um, some people, some questions I can answer because it's general health knowledge, but then some people will ask you questions that are, they're looking for a solution to their health problems. and and some, and then that becomes a question of like, what do I need to be educating here? Because I think in my mind, what I need to be educating here is actually not that I should be, is that you should be talking to your doctor uh, specifically about that um, because there's boundaries here um, that I can't be like a doctor for everybody, but I can answer some things. But if somebody comes to you with that, because of my create a conflict of interest. It might create problems in the relationship. And I don't know a person's full story. Like, so I don't, I don't know what their chart says. I don't know anything. And I don't, I don't think, yeah. So I think it, it, in that, in that case, when people are asking me, I have to think like, well, what it, I can teach something, but I don't think it's what they're specifically asking for, but it might be what's needed for the situation. If you so I think it's a really, really uh, good point to bring up. And I can tell you that something that I've learned from, from I, 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 I practice it, but I've definitely seen it in great teachers and great mentors and great friends is that what they do, it's funny sometimes, is they'll reflect back to you without, they'll say, so if, if you're asking this, or maybe you're, even though they, 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 they can't answer what I said, because either it's not for a public forum or it's not for them. And they'll, in a very smooth way, sometimes say, I'm not sure if this is what you're asking. But if you're asking this, and they probably know good and well, it's not what I was asking. <laughs> but they'll say, if, if you were asking this, this is what I would say. And then if the person, had, they, they can understand it. And you, you can find many ways to redirect and actually that, and that how often it, that, that is teaching also. Mm -hmm. So you're teaching the person, huh, you're teaching them actually, maybe that's not the question you should be asking. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, so I think that that's a, you know, a, a, that's a common important point. Thank you. All right. So we have a little bit of give and take there. Anyone else anything tonight? I, I gotta, I, I have to say that tonight. But unless everything was so clear and you felt that I cared so much, 
Well, thanks for coming on. Have a great week. You can always email me afterwards.